I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Accepted the, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I am not Juliet. Allegedly, because <laughs> how do I know I'm not you? Really talking about these things? How do you know? We're we're all maybe the same person, really. I don't know, and I think we are. I think we are all the same person. Okay, that works for me. I suppose I've had a lot more experiences. <laughs> I have than nothing I don't to say after thought. that. That was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're. Uh, oh no! Before we talk about today, uh, let's talk about how is your week, Theo? Where it's your your background is different today. Uh, yeah, I drove really far to get oh to God. California, and I Yay. am now with my friend uh, out in Palm Springs, and got here yesterday. So I really don't even know that I'm here because driving was like 16, 18 hours. Holy Did you do it in moly. one stretch? Did you stop over in no. Tucson? No. Okay, I've, good. I drove uh, from Austin to Tucson, which is about 11 and a half hours, but then I had to stop because of the puppy. So really it was like 12 something hours. Right. Um, sure. And cool. But as I was getting into Tucson, I did have this like Ganis Mas Macho, yo or the road moment right <laughs> Uh-oh. and i was like it's Uh-oh. only five and a half more hours oh that's where they get you i could totally do and it was like nope stop so i yep. stopped at my this isn't a commercial everybody but i stopped at my uh because when they hear it they'll say <laughs> they'll hey sorry. that's not a commercial <laughs> um, so i stopped at um oh i mean what the hell i stopped at the hotel mccoy in tucson which is this old motel that uh-huh. has been converted into sort of an updated art beer i'm uh, sorry art wine coffee hotel nice. um, and it's cool the staff is really friendly the rooms are funky but cool right and yeah. it's inexpensive but not cheap and they yeah, give yeah. you two glasses of free wine excellent which is great and i didn't indulge because i was so tired to just basically crawl straight into bed um, I know. I'm drunk on the road. And um, <laughs> yeah. And then in the morning, I got up and went out of the main driveway onto the main street to walk mm-hmm. uh, Henry. And mm-hmm. um, it was pretty sketchy. I'm really? going to say, like, I've been there three times. This was my third time. And I've always had a great stay in the hotel. But outside, yes. I was like, oh, holy fuck. I'm too old for this now. I, you never took Bobby there before? I took Bobby, and um, but I don't. I never walked him. I guess as far as okay, I walked I Henry. Henry is a lot yeah. more energy, um, and so yeah, it was like I have to find a different hotel to stay in, everybody, because oh this my gosh, place that's is too bad. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I like edgy. This was over yeah. the edge. Um, oh, speaking of sucks. over the edge, driving through, let's call it Trump Country. Yeah. Driving through Trump Country? Yes, sure. Trump That's country. exactly where I was driving. Um, 
off of uh, exit 17 off of, yeah, se- exit 17 off the 10 West in yeah. Arizona. There's some yeah. mountains, right? Yeah. They're pretty. And there's like some big rolling hills and a giant queue at the top oh, no. of one of the hills. Yeah. Oh, my God. A really? real big fucking queue. Oh, like, boy. I am talking two billboards big. Yikes. Right? But somehow... Was it spray on the hill painted? like the Hollywood sign or was it like a billboard? It was uh, spray painted onto the hilltop. Wow. Yeah. Did yeah. you turn around and run? I just kept driving. So, yeah. Smart. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm going to get some white paint. And on the way back, I am going to stop. Paint that Q white. So it'd and be a I'm white going Q. to. No, I'm going <laughs> to put a U E E R after oh, it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I think and, you should uh, do that. See, exit you know they're going to murder me and blow up the mountain at the same time. Oh, man. Is 17 closer to Texas? Uh, no, I think it's close. I have no. Yeah, I guess it's closer to California. Because um, I never saw it before. But maybe I didn't. Maybe notice. they put it up yesterday. Maybe they knew oh, maybe. I was coming. Yeah, yeah they did it this <laughs> for like, you. Hey, boy, out of here. <laughs> time for you to leave Arizona. Yeah. Yikes. But, so that was it. That was my big news flash. Uh, he was still alive in Arizona. Oh, no surprise, but scary, just the same. I was pretty fucking surprised. I was like, <laughs> wow, that's fucking dedicated. Speaking of cults, of course, that's what we're doing today is Nexium. But before we jump yeah. into that, and I, uh, you've come back from Long Beach. Uh, Long Beach was nice. It was really pleasant, and it was it was nice change of scenery. I didn't do a whole lot, but um, I had a good time anyway, and just hanging out on the beach with the dog, hanging out in the in the in the studio apartment with my work. Um, that's pretty much all I did. But um, walking around the neighborhoods, looking in people's windows, like I said, so that was I, I really enjoyed it. It was worth it. Um, I didn't. Nobody confronted me about parking in the wrong place, like I was afraid they were going to or anything like that. So it was good. Um, and this weekend, we're going, Brent and I are going to Santa Cruz for the weekend, Ooh. which should be fun. Probably will be very crowded but because of the 4th of July weekend, but it should be fun anyway. Um, I hope there aren't too many fireworks, but I'm sure there will be, and the dog will be totally freaked out. How does um, your dog, whose name I've just forgotten, handle fireworks? <laughs> Sorry, Henry. I forget his name all the time. <laughs> it's called everything under the sun. How does um, Henry deal with fireworks? I don't know. We're oh, going to find out. We've been having them in San Francisco for two weeks now. It's crazy. Holy moly, why? I don't know. Could it be? It could be Pride. It could be started on Juneteenth, maybe. Juneteenth, um, I can kind of see Pride. I mean, maybe, but I'll tell you, yeah. bitches don't spend their money on fireworks. They spend it on alcohol. So they should. I mean, uh, I mean, they should spend it on alcohol. Fireworks are a waste of money. I totally agree. I, fireworks are fun for like thirty seconds, and then I just it's that- boring. And they set something on fire, and then you're sorry. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> you're on America, and you're being canceled and evicted. Yikes. So um, so that's it for me. That's all I've been doing, just working, um, coming back from Long Beach and getting ready to go to Santa Cruz. Um, but I'm very happy to be going somewhere different every so often nowadays. Although they're saying the Delta variant is such that you should be wearing a mask now again. Even if you're vaccinated? So, yes, because it's so easily transmissible and, and people are getting, some people have gotten sick from it with uh, with the vaccine. So I don't know. I just hope they come out with a, a booster shot for it soon. 
They will. I don't mind getting a shot every week if I have to, but, uh, you know, maybe not every week. I was going to say, if it's every week versus wearing a mask for the rest of my life, I've got there's some juggling I'm going to have to do. Some decisions yeah. will have to be made. Yeah. Um, I did read a headline. I didn't read the article, right? Yeah. Because the headline had the good news, which That's is... That's need to read an article. Reading is a waste of time, really. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of reading, I published my book, um, slash my thesis, slash the biggest vanity project known to man, other than this podcast. <laughs> um, and in my, I'm so happy uh, to hear it. as I humiliate myself in front of our international podcast audience, yes, that's right. I um, I submitted my work to Google Play Books under self-published authors. Um, hey. Which is a special kind of uh, sad and sorry, right? Because um, publishers should be lined up to take my work, but not for a not. thesis. It's different when you self-publish no, a thesis. It's not not for anything I've ever written. So um, <laughs> anyway, I got an email back from uh, the Google Play team, and it was like from a person, not an auto response, and it uh-huh. basically said denied. <gasps> and. I was like, and it was, and that was a sense. Well, I mean, it was more than just denied, but that's all I really saw, right? Yeah. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You're telling me I can't even self-publish? A, is crazy. it that fucking bad? Like, did you read anything, right?" And they were basically, well, they weren't basically. So I emailed them back, and I was like, "Hey, I understand why? what you mean. I just don't know why. What? Yeah. What can I do to? What's wrong, right?" Mm-hmm. And they said, we don't know that you're the actual author of this work. And I was like, "How the hell do you who in that? the right mind would ever publish <laughs> 186 pages on Shakespeare under the guise of a thesis for a bachelor's degree? Right? Oh, my gosh. No fucking buddy, except me. And, um, yeah, they weren't convinced by that. So I... Uh, I had applied for a copyright because my idea is so genius that I need to yes. own it. So when other yes. people steal it, I can sue them for money. Sure. Um, and so I submitted my copyright uh, paperwork to Google Play and they were like, oh, okay, great. That's it? They, and that was it. And that's that's all they needed. They needed a stamp of approval from the U.S. government. Wow. And cool enough, right? Uh, and now I get it. It's like, sure, I could upload the Bible a version yeah. of the Bible, right? And say it was yours. change a word and say it was me. You could. I bet you could do that and make money. I'm going to totally do that. <laughs> I think you might get in trouble. That's just, just a hunch I have. Well, that, that might not work. <laughs> well, it might be worth it. We'll t- we, I think the Bible's public domain. I think there's that, uh, that trend where they've taken... Uh, works that are in the public domain, like Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. And then they somebody comes in, it's the actual text, but then they alter sentences and yeah. they add, of course, they add words because they're altering the sentences. So it's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And right. I'm going to say it was pretty okay. The Bible and Zombies. <laughs> the Bible and Zombies, yeah. <laughs> anyway. You got to do that. Enough All of right. that. <laughs> so okay we'll talk about what we're going to do today and then we'll do it how about that i think that's um, a, what everybody's waiting for nexium how <laughs> sure. the hell do you spell it what is it why is it all right so it's not just nexium though it's allison mack um 
Alison Mack is the is the subject of our podcast today. She is an American actress who's had major roles as Chloe Sullivan on the WBCW series Smallville and as Amanda on the FX series Wilfred, neither of which I've ever seen. I'd never seen Alison Mack before hearing about this. That tells you how out of touch I am. I don't know. Did you know who Alison Mack was? I did not know who she was, but I do know Smallville, and I have seen a couple of episodes a thousand years ago, and it's a classic CW teen show, which is... It's about Superman or something, right? Superman is a boy, right? Yeah. And really, the CW is that teenage network where it's a lot of attractive people running around having adult lives, but at the age of 15. Oh, right. You never really see in any episode, you never, you rarely see parents. Um, Somehow Uh the 15 year old just manages to live in a loft in Manhattan. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Get around without driving, things like that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Always out at some fancy restaurant with all their friends. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Um, So anyway, yeah, that, that's a CW. And I will say that um, the show had the, again, just the classic vibe of every CW show, right? Not okay. campy like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, uh-huh. You know, real drama, sort of um, Dawson's Creek-ish. Oh, oh, okay. So old. Sure, I get Dawson's Creek. I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. Um, so, uh, Allison Mack was in the, that show Smallville, and then the FX series Wilfred, which I don't know a thing about. Um, and in 2010, if I read my articles correctly, um, Allison Mack was recruited to the Vancouver chapter of Nexium. And what is Nexium, you asked? Well, it's an American cult that engaged in sex trafficking, forced labor, and racketeering while claiming to be a multi-level marketing company, which I think is hilarious. Did they really claim to be a multi-level marketing company? They- That's like saying we're a cult that claimed to be a scam so so good question because it's sort of like chicken or egg which came first right uh-huh. um keith ranieri the founder of next one of the founders of nexium but the principal founder of nexium uh it, the cult personality it was all built around him right yeah um he had two other companies that were multi-level marketing companies prior to yes. starting nexium and yes. so i do believe that I mean, in my opinion, Nexium started off as a multi-level marketing company. Right. Or a pyramid scheme. Then it just sort of grew into, isn't Keith great? God, he's so great. (laughs) Did you hear what he said the other night? It really touched my soul. Oh, my God. And my private parts. (laughs) You're terrible. Shame. Not to make fun of the victims at all, right? Right, right, Um, right, right. Because that's, um, that's horrific, but... He pronounces um, his last name Ranieri. He pronounces his last name Ranieri. I've I've heard it as Ranieri. Um, okay. In prep for this, I listened to a lot of podcasts, and that's how they were pronouncing the name. They okay. could have all been wrong. I'm sure you're right. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Of course. I'm always right. Um, so, yeah, Nexium was led by Keith Ranieri, um, who had previously run at least one alleged pyramid scheme that collapsed with 250,000 customers. Uh, he was also uh, ruled guilty of harassing an ex-girlfriend. And uh, his teachings in Nexium appear to be based on Ayn Rand and basically define ethics as self-interest. Uh, 
So Nexium taught its philosophy through personal and professional development seminars and its executive success programs. According to Forbes, beginning in 1998, Keith Raniere attracted thousands of acolytes to his self-help group's headquarters near Albany, New York, with the promise of life-transforming classes. Raniere didn't just promise to unlock clients' greater potential. He claimed that his methods could abate symptoms of Tourette syndrome and even help kids speak up to 13 languages. Women and I've got to yes. jump in right here because Do it. the Tourette's aspect of, of this was hypnotizing to me. And I'm using that word specifically on purpose because uh-huh. Nancy Salzman is a hypnotist. Um, uh. And so there's a HBO documentary called The Val. And anybody that's interested in this particular aspect of the Nexium story, like they right. cured Tourette's. So there is a guy who had Tourette's, um, and I'm using past tense on purpose because he has been cured. Do you have any uh, info on this? No. Great, because it's fascinating. His name is Mark Elliott, and he had Tourette's and in 2013 claimed to be cured thanks to Nexium and thanks to Nancy Salzman. Um, wow. So he is now a motivational speaker. Uh, he had Tourette's, and uh, and he legitimately had Tourette's. Like, there's a video of him as a kid uh, ticking. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, clearly, he honestly had Tourette's, right? And now mm-hmm. he doesn't. And it seems to have been cured, and using the word seems on purpose as well, um, through just simply... Nancy Salzman working with him and talking to him and getting down to the core of his limiting beliefs. Mm. He just simply believed that he had Tourette's and he would have it forever and that there was no cure for it. And she convinced him that he was cured. Um, So he has a website. As I mentioned, he's a motivational speaker. He's been Tourette's free for years. Um, He is relatively, I can't guess his age, but... He's a young, good-looking guy, right? Yep. Um, so he's definitely the motivational speaker material. And when you go to his website, he's got a big banner loaded with a video clip of him, which is great. And it says, I stand for human decency for even the most hated. Hmm. And mind you, this is all post-Nexium. Um, he's had plenty of time to update his website, but he doesn't. And he says... I stand for human decency for even the most hated, the canceled Me too men, the accused anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers, oh the arrested, Trump, Biden, LGBT people, minorities, left-wingers, right-wingers, blah, 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 someone who wore the wrong thing, Keith Raniere, Nexium, insert who's next, right? And then there's a video of him where I'm sure he's explaining all of uh, why he's still supporting Nexium and Keith Raniere. Um, And he says, in a world where a single post or comment can travel the globe in an instant, any individual or company can go from a saint to the devil in a tweet of a second with no warning or defense. With never-ending news cycles, clickbait, and a world quick to judge, Taking a stance of treating the outed, the canceled, the disliked, or the hated with caution and compassion is becoming increasingly non-existent. Even worse, it can now be a danger to one's own reputation. 
My mission is to change that by inspiring human decency, kindness, and critical thinking in a world that desperately needs it. Using my own experience of prejudice from living with Tourette's syndrome for 20 years, and more recently, standing for the due process of my friends in the infamous uh, company Nexium, I remind audiences how little we know about each other's lives. We'll kind of leave it there. He's, he goes on for a little bit more, and then he's got another paragraph where he talks about standing um, up for due process for Keith Raniere mm-hmm. and another video. And then he has a photograph of him with his arm around Keith Raniere. And then we get down to the about section where he talks about how he was cured through Nexium. So oh, interesting. if you're living with something as, as well, what's the word I want to look for as debilitating as a severe case of Tourette syndrome can be for some people. Um, and somebody comes along, gives you a cure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I can see attaching your wagon yeah. to that star. What's that dumb expression? Yeah, you're probably pretty happy about it. I think that's the dumb expression. Yeah. And, and your wagon to the feeling star. compassion and, and, there, I mean, as crazy as it is with this avalanche of truth that's coming out around Nexium, as more and more people speak up and more recordings are released and more emails are shared, um, and it's very clear what was going on was intentional, um, horrible, there are still supporters out there. Yeah, yeah. People who, who benefited in some way, I guess, want to hang on to that. So I first heard of Nexium on the CBC podcast Uncover, Escaping Nexium, in, I think it was 2019. Where did you first hear about it? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember where I first heard about Nexium. Probably just um, bubbling up in the press. And mm-hmm. I didn't care because it was mm-hmm. like, all right, one, that's a weird spelling. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Is it cool? Is right. it dumb? And then right. also people in a cult. I don't care. Scientology, I don't care, right? And it wasn't until, I mean, sort of the first blush of it was, oh, this thing is a cult. And I'm sorry, everybody, I'm just the world's biggest pessimist. And so any anything that's like, we can make you a better person. Mm -hmm. No, thanks. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm fine. And it's only going to lead to a cult and me giving you money, right? Yeah, totally. I'm not giving money to anybody, ever. Right. So, um, yeah, I... Yeah, all, all of it. And I've been, I've worked for a lot of companies that sort of adopted a new thinking strategy mm. for staff. And mm. let's do these tests. Let's let's spend a weekend in a hotel together. Oh my god. Not in a naughty way, but in a professional way. <laughs> and let's discover you're a square, you're a circle. That's why you have right. different communication strategies. Blah 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 sure. blah blah. So no, I was going to say something really bad, and I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I think it's stupid. It is stupid. It's I agree all with dumb. you. It's a waste of time and money. So, it's a total uh, waste of time and money, because yeah. they paid me yeah. to sit there and think <laughs> about how stupid they are and watch them prove it to me for a whole 48 fucking hours. Uh, I can't think of anything more boring, too. <laughs> Thanks oh, for the free God. wine and hotel room, me. everybody. And I yeah, did have other sex. Than that, <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> so back to Nexium. So back to Nexium. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like there were a lot of women in Nexium. Oh yeah. And and they were successful business women or leaders in their communities, and they like calling themselves badasses. 
I know that. I don't know. I guess um, I can only speculate that Keith Raniere um, brought women into the organization. And later, I know as a fact that the women brought in other women, but we'll get to that later. Um, I don't know how it started out. In, so I know that it was supposed to be an organization focused on inspirational executive coaching, quote, like a practical MBA, unquote. Um, and members believe that Rainier could heal them of emotional traumas, set them free from their fears and attachments and clear patterns of destructive thinking. I mean, here we're already starting to get into a cult, cult areas. I mean, that's not professional. Uh, that's not um, executive coaching. Executive coaching is basically how to be professional, how to behave in a professional manner, how to. You're right. I, I will. Um, I noticed like I listen to our podcast a lot and I say, I will say a lot. And I Do need you? to stop that. Yeah, it's it's every time I say it, I'm like, Ugh, I hate it when I, I say that. Um, now everyone knows, right? And now everybody will hate it when I say that. Uh, <laughs> but then I love me so much and everything I say that it's like, totally yeah, fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It all works out somehow. All right. Cool. So yeah, Keith Raniere, um, No surprise, everybody um, likes women. That's why he had a sex cult and. <laughs> He particularly likes young, thin women. Um, and when I say young, I mean 12 to 15. Wow. Uh, he's had uh, documented. Uh, I mean, one of the charges he's up for is, is child sex okay. uh, abuse slash. Okay. I don't know if it's child trafficking. Right. But I mean, they clearly have thrown as much at him as they possibly can. And deservedly think- so. Sorry, Mark Elliott. I know you're all standing with your friend, but like. Right. He's a pedophile. Um, so Allegedly. He does, well, I think proven because okay. he's in jail for it. He's in jail now, yeah. Yeah. So you can come at me, Keith, if you want. <laughs> I'm all right. Not me. Uh, I said I'm allegedly. not worried about it. <laughs> Juliet supports you, but I do not. <laughs> so so you're um, talking about women. Well, yeah. So we we're talking about Keith Raniere and like, um, how did this all start? And how did this all start with the women, right? Yeah. What, what is it about, I don't want to say what is it about women, right? But um, what is it about women? Why, why do they allow this to happen? No. Uh, um, let's just get on with this story, right? So uh, thank you, Wikipedia. This is what I am going to be, uh, this is where I'm getting this information from. So. Keith Raniere had two online, sorry, had two multi-level marketing companies. One was some sort of an online purchasing thing. Don't really care enough to know more about it. And the other one was selling vitamins, right? Which is a complete ripoff of Herbalife. Keith Raniere had been involved with Amway. And I'm sure that's where he was introduced to the concept of multi-level marketing and how you get money from people and get them to get more money for you. Great. And then he was also into Scientology, and a lot of Nexium just borrows straight out of Scientology. And yeah, if Nexium like had it. gotten bigger, Scientology would have come after them for sure. I see. They use some of the same language, some of the same uh-huh. programming. Programming uh-huh. is word I'm intentionally using. Right. Um, and so let's get to this part. So what is it about Keith Raniere? And I don't have an answer for that, but Nancy Salzman does. So in 1998, Keith Raniere's business partner and girlfriend, a woman named Tony Natalie, um, met Nancy Salzman, who was a nurse and a trained practitioner of hypnotism and a neuro-linguistic programmer, right? Ooh. So, okay. 
And Natalie says, Nancy said to me, you're so wonderful. How can I help you? So I, and this is Keith Ranieri's girlfriend talking. So I said, well, you can help me with my boyfriend. He had grandiose ideas and his hours were becoming erratic again. She listened and said, oh, that's easy. I can help you. He's a sociopath. They met four days later and she came out with glazed eyes and gave me the, you don't even know who he is. And I was like, wow, there goes another one. So, yeah. Wow. So this woman, Nancy Salzman, who, who's professional, who had access to resources and money, who was highly educated, who was a powerful individual in her own right, right? I can hypnotize people and I can make them dance. She falls under Keith Ranieri's spell. Somehow he's that charismatic. I've seen video of him. Um, He's not super ugly, but that's what everybody says that. It's like, he's not not ugly, but it's like, the question is, how does he have this army of women around him who are are willing partners in polyamory? And, and not that that's bad. Poly, I mean, I don't care. I have friends who are polyamorous, right? Sure. Um, or I have a friend who has friends, and I'm going to claim her friends as mine because it sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so, you know, I mean, judgment, sure. But I will judge a chocolate chip cookie. So no offense, everybody. I just judge you. Um, he just has this cult has leader sort of charisma. Yeah. Charisma. And Bill Clinton had it. You name any, you know, any right. leader, right? Um, yeah. Very Trump to me. Trump? Uh, the Keith Ranieri uh, level of narcissism. But Trump also has oh. this, but you Trump know, the so cult of personality. I guess he does. I guess some people find him appealing. Ugh. So, yeah. So Nexium um, was actually not only were there a lot of women that were involved in Nexium uh, and under Keith Ranieri's spell, but the company was shown in court to have been a recruiting platform for a secret society of women. And I'm going to pronounce this probably wrong because I'm a computer person. I'm going to call it DOS. But oh, it's, it? uh, it's well, it's Is it DOS. Is it, it's DOS. Yeah, they're, DOS. they're using the actual initials when they talk about it. But some people do call it DOS. I've heard DOS. Okay. Right. Um, and I've heard DOS, so... I'll call it DOS then. So the Secret Society of Women was called DOS, standing for some fake Latin... I forget now, Dominus... Dominus... uh, Obsequious... Yes, obsequious... or something. Not senatorium. um, Sororium. Sorority, but plural sororatorium. Sure. Yeah. So it's supposed to mean the women enthralled uh, Keith Ranieri or something well, like that. It, it means something like um, the the master's slaves. control over the sisterhood or something like that. But but essentially, yeah. that's what it means. Right. So that's what DOS stands for. It's also known as the Vow. And in the secret society, women were branded and forced into sexual slavery. Female leaders in Nexium um, could could, if they were powerful enough, be, be called masters, and they managed what was called slaves. And each master was supposed to bring in slaves to the organization, and then um, to become masters, their slaves would recruit slaves of their own. 
A multi-level so, uh, marketing, master and slave exactly, relationship. with sex cults. And uh, about 150 women ultimately joined the secret society. Uh, some slaves called each other sisters. And Alice and Matt claimed in a New York Times article that each circle was like a little family. They were expected to wear a collar, which is a piece of jewelry they couldn't take off, symbolizing their commitment to their master. And they branded their victims, which was supposedly Alison Mack's idea. At least she said it was her idea in a New York Times interview. And I just have to say, as if the brand wasn't enough, right? right? Like, oh, and a collar. To remind you, because the branding won't remind you. Yeah, 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 right. Um, I guess not everyone can see the brand because it was sort of on their on their pelvic pelvic bone. bone. Yeah. So a, a doctor who is a Nexium member used a cauterizing pen to brand the, the flesh near the women's pelvic bone. Um, she carved a symbol that some women thought represented the four elements or the seven chakras or a horizontal bar with Greek letters alpha and mu. But in reality, this symbol contained a K and an R, which is Keith Raniere's initials. And not all the women were told that their initi- that his initials were in the brand. And some of the brands also incorporated Allison Mack's initials. So some women were yes. branded with K-R-A-M. Yeah. Um, and the woman who's the featured... Um, what word am I looking for? She's the subject of uh, Uncovered uh, Escaping Nexium, yeah, a CBC broadcast. Uh, she was one of the women who received the KRAM brand. Not only was there branding, but um, in order to learn more about DOS, the invitees had to turn over something valuable. It needed to be something that, if it was lost, uh, could punish you or damage you, like a nude photo, a video confessional about a law you'd broken, and maybe even a signed over deed to your house. So that's true collateral, according to the New York Times, the most direct way to show your trust. And only through complete trust could you truly love another person. And I'm sorry, but... Any organization where the trust is running one way is an organization I don't Thank trust. You. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, what did Rainier ever do? How did he ever, like, show his vulnerability to Yeah, I'll give you the deed what... to my house, but give me the deed to your house. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Another way that they uh, were told to show commitment to the sisterhood was promising to seduce Ranieri. So that was a test of faith in DOS. And if you didn't have faith, DOS wouldn't work for you and you would lose all your sisters and your chance at badassness. Lauren Salzman, who was a master who had 22 slaves, testified in court that ultimately they were my slaves and they were under a collateralized vow of obedience. At the time, she said, I thought it was consensual. Which is ridiculous. Oh, please. You've got all this stuff on them, and anything they do is consensual? I I mean, anybody can talk themselves into anything, which is ultimately what Nexium teaches us. I mean, I would say that's kind of our takeaway, that that as smart as I think I am, all of Mm -hmm. these people were smarter than I am, if that's possible, um, for them to be smarter than me. Oh, of course, but, that's not right. possible. And so there, there is, like, you know, the big question, you hear these stories, right? Like, giving naked photos, getting branded, and you're just right. like, who would fucking do that? Who, These were people who, would... who had master's degrees, who had PhDs, who were smart, who yeah. were married, had families, had normal lives, and had just gone so far down the path that... Yeah, Allison Mack herself was Ranieri's personal slave, um, and the collateral that she gave 
him was a contract saying that if she broke her commitment, her house would be transferred into his name and any future children she had would belong to him. And then she gave him a letter also addressed to social services saying that she had abused her nephews. I, which is insane. I don't have words. I do have words, but it's it's fucking yeah. insane. Yes. It's, but, it's wild. It's crazy. It's unfortunate. How that's a kinder it's, it's perspective. Extremely unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Lauren Saltzman, the one who had twenty-two slaves, also testified that when Ranieri and Nexium members, or that that Ranieri and Nexium members, had drugged a woman against her will when she was acting erratically at an event, and according to Saltzman, she and others, including Ranieri, kept a woman in a room for two years. Oh yes, um, that uh, woman. I believe her name was Daniela. She was one of three sisters that Ranieri had sexual relationships with. Um, I believe two of the girls um, that started at the age of 15, one of them left high school to be with Ranieri. And the whole whole plan, plan for being around Ranieri, your promise was, Keith, you are the only person that I will ever be physically intimate with, right? Uh. And... I will not pleasure myself. Oh my God. Ever. Right? Wow. I will not be with other people ever. Only you. And so uh, I believe her name was Daniela. She had a crush on a boy and kissed him. And it was found out that that had happened. Uh-huh. I don't know if she confessed it out of a, out of a sense of guilt or right. somebody observed it, but she didn't deny it when, when it came up. And, she was, uh, I'm going to use the word locked in a room. Even if she wasn't physically locked in a room, she was mentally she was forced into, like, she just stayed in the room for two years. Two years. Wow. We've all been through quarantine, and I know a lot of you bitches left the house. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and at that age, two years is a really long time, too. Un- unimaginable. Um, just horrible. Yes. And so, um, Daniela is one of the now women, but previously girls, um, who testified against Keith Ranieri at trial and her own father and her older sister still support Ranieri. Her own father supports Keith Ranieri to this day. Unbelievable. I, it's literally unbelievable. I mean, I could make a joke and say it's unfortunate, but it's, I mean. That's just sad. That's really sad. Poor woman. We need the Pope. We need the Pope here to tell us how sad this is. Or something. Yeah. 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 Well, fortunately, um, Allison Mack was arrested in Brooklyn by the FBI uh, in April 2018 on charges of sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, and forced labor conspiracy. Um she was released later that month on $5 million bond and was held under house arrest under the custody of her parents in California. She did plead guilty to racketeering conspiracy and racketeering related to her alleged role in the sex trafficking case. If she's convicted of all charges, she will face imprisonment for a minimum of 15 years, and her sentencing is tomorrow, June 30th, 2021. Oh, that's great. I didn't know when her sentence. <laughs> I just found out yesterday, and I was like, we should have postponed the podcast until after the sentencing, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we can always do a, an addendum 
to this or yeah um so future us remember you have to pack on (laughs) another five minutes to update everybody as to what happened um i want to point out that her parents who um secured her bond put up their own property to really to get her out of out of jail yeah i'm gonna say out of bondage but that like what yeah, I was going to yeah. say that they must have a nice house, but then I'm sure that she came from a wealthy family if she was involved in Nexium in the first What's place. What's interesting have had some money. is that Allison Mack was an actress on two syndicated TV shows, right? Yeah. That's money. That is, is money. Even if it's TV money, that's money. Smallville ran for nine years, nine seasons. And she was, she had a, she had a main role. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, oh. the, air quotes around this, the average lifespan of a successful series, uh, successful TV show is five seasons. If you can get five seasons in, you're pretty much assured that you're going to sit back and collect royalties for a good long while, right? So nine years, incredible. So you think she should have had enough money to put up her own bond? Well, so this is a guess, total guess. I'm going to guess that a lot of that sweet, sweet money went straight to Keith Raniere after she was deep in... Yeah. Which is why her parents probably had to put up their own property in order to secure her release. But yeah. I don't know that. And yeah. there's no way to find that out because Google doesn't exist. Doesn't tell you. <laughs> so fortunately, also fortunately, in October 2020, Keith Raniere was sentenced to 120 years in prison, which seems okay, like fine. But then, I mean, you think about, never mind. You think was, about, and then you started thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, no, you think he about gets what? 120 years in prison, and then other people get... It's, it just doesn't make any sense, the, the, the jail terms people get for various things. We, like we people can, are in for drug charges for hundreds of years. People murder people, and they get out free. I don't None of it. it makes sense. We, we have none an imperfect um, justice system because we are imperfect people. Um, and... I don't have, I mean, it's gross. It's totally gross. And it's completely, unf- there are people in jail today for marijuana possession, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. For possessing less marijuana than you can go and buy yeah. in a really fucking beautiful dispensary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Today, right? Absolutely. We're, we're all running around with so much marijuana on us. And one, and people not in even jail one guy, a tiny little bit of marijuana. Countless people are in jail. Yes. It's and terrible. It we is, need to let them out. It is ridiculous. But anyway, um, yes, we'll wait for someone to apologize for that, and then we'll tackle that issue. Okay, we'll do that. Um, So days before her own sentencing, which was recently then, um, Allison Mack released a statement saying that her involvement was the biggest mistake and regret of her life and expressed remorse. Her attorneys said that she shouldn't get any jail time because she was sorry. So Well, she is cooperating with authorities, and sure, it's self-serving, right? Um, And she did provide some um, real damning evidence um, that helped convict Keith Raniere. She had audio recordings of him telling her how DOS, or DOS, was to be organized, how the branding ritual was to take place. And it's his voice and her voice on a telephone line where he's telling her, the women need to be held down by other women and yes. they need to be branded and it, they need to be nude and it needs to feel like a sacrificial 
uh, victim is being yeah. placed on a table. Um, so, I mean, he can't deny that he did know what was going yeah. on because yeah. he was issuing the instructions. And without that uh, audio, it would have been his word against hers. Yeah. You know, I didn't know so what was good. happening. I just knew all these women were were just happy to sleep with me and do whatever <laughs> I told them. And that's a totally normal thing to happen to me, Keith Ranieri. So I'm used to it. Yeah. So it's all that Allison so, Mack. So it's not just that she's sorry that her attorneys are asking her for no jail are asking for no jail time. It's her contributions to the right. Um, and, and of, of course, she's providing that because she's sorry. And yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I have her apology. If you want to talk about that now. Oh yes, read. please. Okay, so um, this apology was made to the federal judge who will be sentencing her tomorrow. FYI. Um, and she said, and I won't read the whole thing because it is very long, but I will read some of the key parts. And Theo, you can tell us if you think there are additional key parts that we need to discuss. Um, but she said, to those who have been harmed by my actions, um, I've because of the court's decision to allow me to remain on home confinement, I've had the opportunity to be alone with my thoughts in the most supportive and loving environment. Such an opportunity has offered me the time and strength I needed to confront the darkest parts of myself and come to terms with the pain my actions have inflicted on so many people I love, which is the reason for this letter. It is now of paramount importance for me to say from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. I am sorry to those of you that I brought into Nexium. I am sorry I ever exposed you to the nefarious and emotionally abusive schemes of a twisted man. I am sorry that I encouraged you to use your resources to participate in something that was ultimately so ugly. I do not take lightly the responsibility I have in the lives of those I love, and I feel a heavy weight of guilt for having misused your trust, leading you down a negative path. I am sorry to those of you whom I spoke to in a harsh or hurtful way. At the time, I believed I was helping. I believed in tough love and thought it was the path to personal empowerment. I was so confused. I never want to be someone who is considered mean. But those aspects of my humanity have been revealed in all of this. It has been devastating to reconcile. The list of those harmed by the collateral damage of my destructive choices continues to grow as I become more and more aware of how my choices have affected those around me. I am grateful that I have made it through this process alive and that I was stopped when I was. I have the court, my family, my therapist, and a few amazing friends to thank for this. Please know that I am dedicated to spending my life working to mend the hearts I broke and continuing to transform myself into a more loving and compassionate woman. What's really sad about Allison Mack's involvement in all of this is mm -hmm. people who knew her pre-Nexium, when she was an actress uh, working mm -hmm. up in Vancouver on Smallville, said that she was a pretty average, regular person, you know, kind, kind of all right. Uh, yeah. But the one thing that stuck in their minds about her was she was for female empowerment and considered herself to be a feminist. Uh-huh. Right? And and I don't want to say, like, how can you go from that mindset to, to what actually happened? Um, because... Well, I can see it. It kind of makes I, sense in a twisted way. In, in a twisted way, it, it kind of does make some sense. Well, let me rephrase that. I, I don't think it makes sense. But there is this, there is this think that happens yeah. in the S&M community where masochists the ones who get hurt feel like they're the ones in control 
right. when somebody is whipping them and or pouring wax on them. And right. yes, right. I'll stop there. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Go on. Please. <laughs> tell, tell us more about what you don't know about S&M. Um, but so there, and you know, and I think most people might look at a situation like that and say, well, the person that's chained up doesn't have any power, but the person who's chained up would say, I have all the power, right? Um, and so for me, it's kind of that perspective that allowed, or that sort of mental gymnastics that right. uh, Alice and Mac employed to say, I'm really empowering these women by Branding them converting them into and- sex slaves for Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure yeah. she, that's not what she thought was happening. Right. She right. thought they were being The, the sex thing was just incidental. It was just a thing. What really mattered was the, the willingness to do the hard work of being a sex slave. <laughs> right. I'm laughing, but that, that kind of is true. It, well, that's what all my sex slaves will tell you is. Like, yeah, you know. Totally. It's hard work, so, but they're willing. I have a question for you. So Allison Mack had, um, she had her own collateral up. Like she had, she had, she had stuff at stake. She was a sex slave too. Was she responsible or was she a victim? So that is the question that I keep dancing around without ever landing on an actual answer or how I feel. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll say this, the, I did it again. I'm just going to pinch myself every time I say, I'll say this. Um, I listened to CBC's Uncovered. I heard it the first time when it first came out because I'm so on trend and ahead of the curve. And then Mm -hmm. I listened to it again as I was driving 16 hours for for prep for this podcast. I see. This episode. And um, Sarah Edmondson, the woman who recruited 2,000 people. Wow. In the Vancouver area into Nexium, right? And brought women into uh not I th- actually I think did Sarah Edmondson have three slaves eventually? I don't think so, but it but so I hmm. so here's what what am I doing and why am I doing it? Here's what's happening. I don't recall if Sarah Edmondson actually had sex slaves of her own or slaves of her own, right? But in the podcast, she expresses so much remorse. She cries, oh. Oh. and you you feel it in your soul yeah. when right. she says, I am so sorry for everyone I brought in, right? The shame yeah. and the humiliation— and this is something that will haunt her for the rest of her life. Okay. It easily haunt her for the rest of her life. And the compassion that I feel for her allows me, Sarah Edmondson, to to say, I can forgive you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, not that I have to, because I enjoyed being a right. sex slave. No. Right. Um, gross. Um, <laughs> but... I don't feel that for Allison Mack. Yeah. No, I mean, even her apology, which I assume her lawyers have read and vetted and edited, if not wrote, um, is self-serving. 
It's yeah. she says that you know this bad thing happened to me, and it makes me feel bad, and I feel terrible. But I've been able to live in my home confinement, and I have such a supportive and loving environment, surrounded by love, surrounded by people I love, which is like just go to jail. I mean, it, jail is a terrible place, and probably nobody should really go there. It should be better for people, but um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't feel this apology is sincere. I suppose. Why do we never get sincere apologies on this podcast? Because <laughs> the only ones that make the news are really the self-serving ones. Um, uh, yeah, I I don't know why we don't always get sincere apologies, but it they is should all be sincere. Clearly self-serving. The word yeah. sorry is used like 700 times. Um, and Ed, sure, of course you're sorry. You were caught. Sorry. And now yeah. in the clear light of day where everybody can see what you were doing. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm from the sidelines. Sorry. That you knew what you were doing, Allison Mack. You, yeah. you weren't doing it because... You were so brainwashed by Keith Raniere. You were doing it because it had been done to you. And if it was yeah. done to others, then one, that makes it okay. What happened to you suddenly becomes okay. And two, you gain back some of the control you lost. Right. When Keith Raniere branded you or whoever, I, he, I, he didn't brand her, but somebody branded somebody her. Did. right? But when you accepted this contract, you gave up some control the more people you can control, the more of your own control you get back. Um, right. And, and so, I read that she mm. was the second in command after after Keith Raniere, as some people were saying. So she she knew what was going on. She had full understanding. She had full understanding because she had direction from Keith Raniere that was provided not under the guise of, here's what's really going to help these women deal with their right. emotional issues, pain, and working through the pain. It was yeah. brand them yeah. and let me have them. Wow. I mean, Harsh. I'm paraphrasing. No, no, I, I assumed. That but not were. by much. I mean, wow. that's basically what he was. It's not. That's what he was saying. And he said it pretty close to that. Um, wow. Yeah. So, so I recommend the Uncover podcast. Um, highly. The, uh, I think it was very interesting, and uh, I, I I don't know that I'll say I enjoyed it. But, and phenomenal weirdness in the universe, like this synchronicity. I I always love when synchronatic things happen. Made that word up. I don't know. Um, Synchronic? Sure. That sounds even better. Synchronistic? <laughs> Michael? Sure. Sure. When the synchronistical things happen. And so, Synchronized. So, <laughs> I have no idea what I said, and I had it sounded like you said die. <laughs> I said synchronized. Synchronized, sure. But okay, so the CBC podcast the is hosted by a, gay, a guy named, not gay, yeah. a guy yeah. named Joshua Block. And uh -huh. Joshua Block is a um, reporter for CBC, podcast host, right? Distinguished podcast host. Mm -hmm. And he went to school and went to preschool with Sarah Edmondson. He met her oh, when wow. she was two years old. They met each other oh, when they gosh. were two years old, right? Wow. They went to school together. They went to summer camp together. Their wow. families vacationed together as children wow. through teenagers, right? They lost touch with each other. Childhood friends, 
mm-hmm. lost touch with each other and accidentally bumped into each other when um, I'm going to call him Josh because we're friends. Yeah, you're so close. When Josh was visiting his parents and he w- took his kids to the park and Sarah was in the same park with her kids and they were like, hey, what's up? How have you been? It's been years and years. Oh my gosh, it's so great to see you. And he said, yeah, you know, my life, whatever, I'm host of a CBC um, podcast thing, right? And she was mm-hmm. like, I just escaped a cult last week. Wow. And he was like, oh, please tell me more. <laughs> right. And she did. And so wow. that's the birth of this, right? And it's not that he's the only person who could tell the story, but right. um, how bizarre is it? And what a lucky strike. Well, what a lucky strike for him that his friend was in a sex cult. Juliet, right. listen. <laughs> You're not doing enough for our friendship, and you need to join a sex cult so that I can do a podcast about it. I'll get on that, yeah. All right, I'll start recording now. Okay. Um, so I don't want to say, like, so, yeah, I just that's love. An interesting but story. For me, there's a story within that story. It's like, it's not only, yeah. oh, next name in the slave stuff, but it's like, holy fuck, you knew one of the key players in this from the age of 2 to 17? And a wow. question that she asks him um, in the in the interview process of the podcast is, Hey, Josh, did you see anything in me as a child that helps explain how I ended up in a cult? Wow. She's a highly accomplished, very successful person. Yeah. um, And, or was, I think, I think a lot of us has financially um, impacted her and her family. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, he says, like, well, there were some things, there might be this and there might be that, these personality traits. Um, and when you walk away from this this Nexium case, you're left with this question of not could this happen to me, but how how could anybody get involved with something like this? Right. 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 And I mean, you can easily look at Scientology. You can easily you look at the in. cult of Trump. Yep. Right yeah. or Q, and and yeah, people are looking for answers, and when they find something or somebody that gives them a sense of answerhood, sure, that works. Then sure. you latch onto that, and I don't know. It's I, I've always said in my infinite wisdom that if you have to pay a religion or an organization to belong, you probably shouldn't belong. Correct. It's certainly not a, a spiritual organization if they require you to give them cold hard cash. Correct. Yes. Yes. There is nothing about money that serves um, serves anything in yeah. spirituality. I mean, sure, you know, churches need to keep their lights on or whatever, but you know, maybe they don't need to keep their lights on. Maybe they need to be itinerant priests or something if they can't afford to have a church and there is a whole lot of things that can happen. Um, and you do not need to require people to give twenty percent of their income or whatever or all of their income to you. Uh, yeah. I mean it's just it's all stupid. Um yeah. <laughs> and you know, good luck if if that's I'm all for anything that gives somebody a sense of peace as long as it doesn't harm other people. And so one one of the arguments that I heard on a podcast about Nexium that um okay, so I didn't listen to Joe Rogan. Okay. Here's, I'm apologizing already. You better but, not, yeah. Uh, oh please oh Jesus Christ. Oh <laughs> God. 
Ugh. Our friendship but, would be over. No, I'm why would I want any of that kind of thinking in my brain oh, no. ever? Why would you? Um, but I was listening to a woman named Roberta Glass, and she's a court report. Well, she's not a court reporter. She's a reporter, and somehow she's a legal person. And she has a podcast, and I've listened to a couple of episodes, and they were fun. They were good. They're short, and it's um, all about like, hey, here's the legal analysis of blah blah blah. And so she's sitting in the Nexium courtroom, mm. and um. I'll tell these stories, whatever. It's kind of disjointed, but come along with me, everybody, on on this journey, Mm -hmm. right? We'll get to the point. So she's sitting in the courtroom and observing uh, Allison Mack's uh, testimony, and Allison Mack requested a bathroom break, which the irony in that is beyond anything. Nexium was famous for not allowing people bathroom breaks in their uh, ESP executive something training course oh, right wow. um, because you need to control your bodily functions and wow yeah so you go i don't know how many hours but they just didn't allow bathroom breaks right? Yikes. that was a sign of weakness so allison mack asking for a bathroom break yeah. hey i'm all for bathroom breaks right but i mean again whatever and so roberta being the reporter of the century and a woman Got up and went to the ladies' the room. Yeah, with Allison Mack. Yeah, and recorded her peeing. No, um, <laughs> it said, uh, or somebody, another woman in, in the women's room, ladies' room, said the bathroom. It's better. I'm trying to move away from term, gender terms, uh-huh. um, just as I talk, rather than male, female, to say people. But that's me. Okay, cool. And uh, they said, hey, thanks for doing that. And Allison Mack said, yeah, I figured I'd take one for the team. I'm used to that. And Roberta said, it got real awkward in the ladies' room, which I think should be a song. (laughs) Awkward in the ladies' room? (laughs) The song title. Got real awkward in the ladies' room. (laughs) Number five on the charts. But so... (laughs) Uh, so Roberta Glass, Roberta Glass, I want to say Ira Glass, sorry. So she had a, another episode and she's talking about how men are viewing Nexium, And she uses uh, Joe Rogan and Alex Infowars. Who's, is it Alex Jones? Yeah. Okay. Um, both of those men had something to say about the Nexium sex cult. And in Roberta's opinion, it's the fantasy of all men to have women as sex uh, slaves, right? Uh, and so it wasn't a, they were asking for it. It was a, those women know what they were doing, and it's not fair to kink shame. And if a woman is getting sexual pleasure out of being a sex slave then it's unfair for the government to come in and tell them that they are doing it against their will. I'm not sure that's what was going on here, though. Well, I'm going to say, did you hear any of the women talk about what they went through? Yeah. This wasn't a, oh, I got drunk and I slept with the wrong person. It wasn't like I got sexual pleasure out of being branded. It it, It wasn't wasn't pleasure at all, right? Um, Right. Yeah, and... I mean, yeah, there's there's still a lot of that kind of um, thought out there. Ooh. Yeah, and so there were clips of um, Joe Rogan basically saying, "Why can't he didn't say kink shame? I'm using yeah. that word, right? But th- 
in essence, that's what he was saying. Don't kink shame these women, right? And then um, Alex Jones, whatever, I, I sort of did, I, I hear his name and I tune out immediately, but it was very much along the same lines. Um, and gross, right? Um, totally gross. Yeah. And so... Goes uh, to Max. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. This sucks. This episode sucked. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we got um, to talk about sex slaves, and that's sexy. It was, um, it was educational and sad, and please don't give your money to your church. Um, stay out of cults. Stay out of cults. Call your dad. Except for anyone so, that we start. Yeah, which we're going to any minute now. So stay tuned for more information next week on our cult. Um, but so our next segment of the podcast is Who's Sorry, Who's sorry now? now? Who is Sorry Now, Theo? Theo is Sorry Now, and it's Are cult you? related. So in Long Beach, there on is, was, topic. I don't know if it's still there, um, but it was on 7th Street. And it was a block, half a block long. It was called Morning Land. And okay. it was a cult. Ooh. And word on the street was they believed that the earth was going to stop spinning. And it was always going, and it would be, the globe would be positioned in such a way that it was always morning oh, in Southern California. Somewhere. Okay. And whether they believe that or not, that's what I heard. That's right? what you heard. And so one day they were having a bread sale. Out on the sidewalk. Okay. And I never saw anybody going in or going out. And I lived off 7th Street. And I drove past that building. I've driven past it 10,000 times. Yeah. Um, nobody walks on 7th Street. But one day, like, <laughs> they were out. And they were selling bread. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to fucking go over there. And I am going to, like, buy some bread. And I'm going to find out it. what is going on. Because right. I want to know. Good. And so I went up. And I bought bread from a very nice woman who was dressed all in white. And I said, hi, I've driven past this place a lot. And I've often wondered about it. And I've been looking for something new in my life. Oh, no. And I'm wondering if you have any information. Oh, my gosh. Which was all a total. Well, I mean, that part of it was a total lie. I wasn't looking for anything new in my life. My life is wonderful. I don't yeah. need anything new. <laughs> it was full of joy and comfort. So um, I don't remember what she said, but it, it was long and complicated about I could go to some office and talk to some people. But it wasn't like she... And this is where I'm stupid, right? Because I'm very polite most of the time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she could have said something like, oh, gosh, let me go get John for right over here. Yeah, he'll talk to you in a minute. And I could have been dragged in and... A week later, I could have been selling bread on the sidewalk. <laughs> right? Although, it, see, in my memory, it only happened that one time. Um, so I want to say sorry to that girl, woman, Aww. because uh, I lied to her because I was curious, but I was curious because I also wanted material to mock later and tell my friends, you're wrong. It's called Morning Land because it's not Eternal Dawn in Southern California. Right. It's Morning Land because it's the discovery of the soul. Like, I wanted to know. And it was pre-Google. <laughs> Um, and speaking of Google, I am just going to scratch an itch. And that's gross. Morning, Morning Land. Morning Land, Long Beach. Long Beach. Boom, oh, boom. I want to know now why it was called Morning Land. I'm very Foundation for International Community. Morning Land. It has 
a four-star rating on Google with five reviews, online classes, on-site services not available. Oh, maybe they lost their building. Although, is the monastery on 7th really a cult? Long Beach Reddit, 2016. Um, yeah, it was around at least through 2016. And it's a cult. They've rebranded themselves. Read up on Morningland. Okay, so there we go. They still exist, maybe. It still exists, maybe. And so what about you? So woman. I have a poly- She's probably so, our listener in Long Beach. Yeah. Mine isn't really cult-related, but it's kind of related to influence, I guess. So hmm. when, I, when I worked for this company um, about 20 years ago, I um, worked for this guy who was the, the C-level boss that I reported to, and he was complete jerk, complete jerk. And he was a jerk from day one and was a jerk until the day that we got bought by another company and his job was eliminated. Um, and I knew that he was a complete jerk, but he told me that, um, I was really close friends with this other woman that worked for me. And he told me that she had been talking, talking shit about me behind my back. And I believed him and I know, and I stopped being friends with her. But and why would he lie? Because he's a jerk or? I don't know if he lied or not. To okay. this day, I don't know if he lied or not. Um, I can see that she might have done that. I mean, she was the kind of person who might have done that. It's hmm. true. But I didn't know and I didn't even ask her. I just stopped being friends with her. And I don't think she ever understood why. And I know that it was painful to her because she told me about it later that it was painful to her. So oh, wow. Okay, hold I on. Feel... I have to know more, right? So okay. How did she tell you that? Like, did she approach you in the cafeteria one day or was it a sit down? I think later on we were talking, just kind of casually talking. And she was like, oh, that was so painful. That was worse than breaking up with a boyfriend. So this was after the... After it had all happened, like years later. Oh, okay. How did you run into her? Were you at the grocery store? Did she call you? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. You must. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> look deep into my I mean, we eyes together we worked together for a while after that yeah so it, it may have been sometime around you know around that time and, and then she had a baby and and left i think if i'm remembering correctly she had a baby and left the job and went to work somewhere else after she had had raised the baby for a while but i think we kept sort of kept in touch so maybe it was just just a casual conversation i don't know but but yeah, so I'm sorry to her for not not asking her about it and for just believing what this asshole said. Um, that's my who's sorry now. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I feel bad about believing that guy. I should have asked her, but there you are. The mistakes we made. Well, we later tried to be friends again, but it just wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately that, that happens. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Huh. Oh, well. And this sounds terrible, but you ready? I'm going to say it yeah. anyway. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm glad that it hurt her feelings that you stopped being friends with her. <laughs> <laughs> but it just shows what a great person you are. It wasn't like a, oh, I don't oh, care. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm glad she quit talking to me. Jesus, she can talk. <laughs> that's me always talking. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I think that's it for this week, right? Yes, we, now. <laughs> do, we, do we have anything else to talk about? Can we? Stop well, when I was in the now? third grade, no, there's nothing. <laughs> We've done all our all our all our bits, and yes, uh, 
We're done. So, okay. Next relate week, to the show always... on this one because Nancyum, no, Nexium has canceled itself, but. Nexium is canceled, except we don't know what, what, whether Allison Mack will be convicted to 120 years like her 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 sex master did, was. Well, past Juliet doesn't know, but future Juliet will know, and we will hear from her soon. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. See you later. listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.